Next on BYU Sports Nation, Big 12 expansion. Correction, non-expansion. What's next for BYU and where do you see the program in 10 years? ESPN Big 12 insider Jake Trotter joins us to discuss the dysfunction of the Big 12 and where BYU belongs. Plus, former NFL linebacker David Nixon on how BYU beats Boise State and Olympian Kate Hansen is back between the lines. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're back, and we are live in Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, October 18th. Tuesday. Wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who's bringing back short shorts for guys, Jerem Jordan. Uh, that'd be a no for 200, Alex. But uh, <laughs> thanks, question mark. Fislam Ajama knew oh. how to rock the short shorts. Nice transition. Yeah, tonight that uh, airs, I believe, at 8 Eastern time on ESPN. Uh, Dave Rose, remember, I'm, uh, a member of Fislam Ajama with Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, and the guys. Uh, check it out, uh, new 30 for 30. Remember there was an NC State version of, uh, there was a doc? And now here's the Houston side of things. So, uh, Dave Rose, I believe, uh, will be in that in some capacity. Cannot wait. By the way, he mentioned to us at one point during an interview on the show, hey, do you guys want those shorts? And we were like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes? Yeah. yeah. It would be a cool relic to add to oh, the set. totally. Absolutely. And um, Jerem can wear them if he wants. I, I might be wearing some right now. Who knows? <laughs> we're waist up, man. What was it? Sports night? Yes. Back on uh, yes. ABC uh-huh. back in the day. Yeah. They were just wearing like boxers behind the anchor desk or whatever. I think they only lasted the three seasons. That probably. Three, well, Arrested went Development into it. only lasts three seasons, and now we see what it's become. That's true. Why isn't Sports Night doing it's what Arrested Development is? Because they don't have uh, Tobias Fuque. That's why. <laughs> uh, here are today's Dr. BYU Tobias Sports Fuke. Nation headlines. Yesterday, you may have heard Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby. And Oklahoma President David Bourne met with the media following a six-hour board of directors meeting. We aired that press conference live on BYU TV. In the presser, Bowlesby announced the decision not to expand and gave the following explanation. This was, uh, was really not a decision not to expand. Um, this was uh, an endorsement and a reinvestment in, uh, in the strength of the 10 that we have. Hey, maybe we should go to the Big 12 Update Center one final time. Let's Decision do it. Decision 2016. A Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> oh, it's being erased. It's being erased off the whiteboard. Or not, Ben Bagley, and he is eliminating the Big 12 Update Center. <laughs> yeah, it's being erased. It's got to be erased. The hood on. It's so ominous. So, it's so solemn. <laughs> He looks sad. You, hey, you missed some in the upper uh, right part right there. <laughs> Let's just soak well, in what happened there, shall we? Yeah. You know, it was a fun run. Could we play the piano music? <sighs> or not. The Big 12 Update Center we, is we no can't, longer. Apparently, we can't afford the uh, piano music anymore. We thought we were going to maybe get in the Big 12 and afford that. We put it on the credit card, even. <laughs> We've given it its due credit and moment of silence. Yeah. Let's have a moment of silence. Okay, it's over. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's done. Right, moving, moving on. Moving okay. on, Jerem. Next. Next. 
BYU released the following statement, by the way, about the uh, decision of the Big 12 yesterday. They said the following. Over the last few months, BYU has learned a lot about its strengths as an institution as, and as an athletic department. Through our in-depth review, we have reinforced valuable relationships and have been reminded how strong we are as a university. BYU strives to run its athletic program like a P5 institution. Our national fan base and broadcast ratings, along with the many historical and recent successes of our teams, attest, we certainly belong. We believe BYU can significantly contribute to the athletic and academic excellence of a P5 conference. We certainly belong. If you want to take a statement away from that, that's the one. We are two days away from BYU at undefeated and 14th-ranked Boise State. Because of the short week, there will not be media availability today. And the Cougars taking on a ranked team on the road brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is 2-11 the last 10 years versus ranked teams on the road. So this is the time for BYU to overcome a little history there. Obviously, playing a ranked team is tough. Playing a ranked team on the road is even tougher. Uh, Boise State is ranked 14th. We will break down that matchup coming up with David Nixon as, as well as all day uh, Wednesday and Thursday, of course. The two wins BYU had against ranked teams in true road format, not neutral, true road games over that 10-year span, 2ousand6 Against 16th-ranked TCU, BYU was 1-2 and two David going into that played in that game. He can give us an idea of what it takes to beat a ranked team on the road. That was a season-defining win for that 2016. It, re- it got them started on their 10-game win streak. That was the start of that. They had already lost to uh, 23rd-ranked Boston College earlier in the year on the road. Double OT. How about that? 2014, BYU beats number 25, Texas, 41-7. to Taysom Hill and company run that. all over. Yeah, I remember that game. Eighth-ranked women's soccer, uh, the goalie, Hannah Clark. She's the West Coast Conference Player of the Week following her shutout of Portland on Saturday, which included a penalty kick save. And BYU women's volleyball drops to number 16 in the latest AVCA poll. They have an enormous match coming up uh, Pretty soon against number five San Diego, which very well could determine. That's uh, I believe that's next week, homie. Next, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? That's that's getting closer. That could determine the conference championship. That's a big one. Okay, my friends, it's time that we rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big Twelve, bye bye. Big Twelve expansion is dead. It's gone. It's over. Kaput. Dunzo. It's finished. Yes! Expansion Committee Chair and Oklahoma President David Bourne made that clear yesterday when he spoke to the media following that six-hour Big 12 Board of Directors meeting in Dallas, Texas. He cited the conference is strong where it stands and has never felt more unified, saying the marketplace was not primed for expansion. No BYU, no Houston, no Cincinnati, no UConn, no nothing. We can sit here and pick apart that circus that the Big 12 had rolling for the last four months, but it does no good because nothing We've will change. We've done that plenty, yes. Spencer. Jerem, let me quote one of my favorite movies to set up what happens right now for BYU with a few modifications. <laughs> when BYU is rejected, my friends, something inside a man dies. So all he can do is run away where he can meet the situation he'll love Second most. (laughs) And right now, BYU loves independence second most. Yes, Power 5 would be the first. I'm okay with that. 
But how long will that last? That brings us to our Twitter question. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At CarterJA92. WCC and Independence, all we can do is hope for, for Power 5 conferences to eventually expand and for one to include BYU. Who knows when and if that will happen, but what we can think about is what is next for BYU, like in the immediate future, in the immediate years coming. What happens next for BYU? They have some options, right? They do have options. Let's discuss this. Independence will always be there if BYU wants it, right? So let's discuss what else is out there. I personally think that BYU will stay independence for the next several years. The next wave of potential expansion is 2019, people. That's when the Big Ten grant of rights is up. If they expand to 16 and pick from someone else's Power 5 conference, dominoes fall, right? That's where BYU would come in. They wouldn't be the first or second uh, level of this. They would be when the dust settles, where's space, and who who has a need. That's where BYU would fit in, in my opinion. Um, Therefore, I think around that time... I, I think if BYU doesn't have a season that validates independence, and let me explain what I think that means, a one or two loss season, if BYU does not have a season like that, I think at some point BYU at least uh, entertain the idea of joining the AAC. Now, here's, here's my blue-goggled uh, assumptions with that potential idea. BYU keeps its ESPN contract, and it's maybe even football only. Just so there's a conference context, uh, you have the group of five possibility to get in, the money would still be good with ESPN, yet you'd have a conference. The AAC could be what the Mountain West became, which is we're producing two or three ranked teams a year, and it's fun, and there's divisions, and there's conference title game, and you're the best of the rest. That's an option. I don't really see it as being reality, but I'm saying it could be something that is entertained in, like, 2020. And BYU ain't going back to the Mountain West. I was West. just going to ask you that. What about going back to the Mountain West, Jerem? I'll repeat what I said yesterday. BYU will start playing on Sunday before they go to the Mountain West. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Even if they roll out the red carpet and let BYU keep their TV deal and ESPN contracts no. and they cater to all of those things. No. It's just not going to happen, right? I don't Consuela see, said it. No. I don't see any scenario where that happens. No. Now, the AAC, because it's new, and if they allow BYU to do what it wants to do and create access and exposure for the fans as well as maybe play in that conference, okay. Uh, the point is... There are options, and Tom Holmo and President Kevin Worthen are going to be open to hearing things because they're savvy, smart dudes. Yes. Now, they will pick whatever is best for BYU. What Absolutely. They feel right like now, that's best. independence. And it is independence right now. And how fun and entertaining has this season been in independence? It took a while to get this schedule, yeah. but holy cow, it's been fun. I think Thursday's game could have a big impact on how we view independence. I do. If BYU beats Boise State and they can then run the table and finish the year at 10-3, and three, which to me, that, that'd be amazing, right? That, it's pretty hard for BYU to do that. They'd be in the top 20 if they finished 10-3. They'd be in the top three. 20. And you'd go, okay, it's pretty good. And oh, and the three losses were only by a combined seven points in year one of Kalani Sitake? Wow. I, I just think if BYU doesn't have a one or two loss year in the next couple of years, that, we, that BYU fans might get a little antsy. Once you lose, like, two games, then it's like, okay, what's the point, right? Which there's no conference context. You're playing for what everyone else is playing for. 
Pride. Everyone's playing for pride. What else are you playing for? So it would be nice to be in a conference, but it's not going to be the Mountain West. I'm, just, I'm not saying BYU is going to the AAC in 2020. I'm just saying I think they would entertain the idea and see what's out there. I love the WCC for the other sports, though. I'm not inclined to be like, yeah, all in AAC. Because the women's tennis team doesn't want to play Tulsa and Tulane and UConn. You know what I mean? It's not a fit in all sports. To me, in football only, that could be intriguing to me. The point is BYU has options, and in the time frame right now, it's independence until something better comes along. Amen. That's it. Until something better comes along. It's Would independence. the AAC be better in the future? That's the only real option uh, of another conference, unless a Power Five invites BYU, which, which, by the way, the Big 12 was always the second option for BYU. The first, to me, should be the Pac-12, but that ain't happening. There are bigger ideological differences at play with that conference. Maybe BYU just waits for the next major shift in college football whenever that happens. The Big Ten could get it rolling if they expanded to 16 teams. And I think at some point a Power 5 conference will go to 16 teams. There will become like this super conference. But if it takes Texas and Oklahoma and they go to other conferences, what happens to the Big 12? That's an opportunity. Trevor Maddich brought up something yesterday that I've been thinking about for a while. And that is... What if BYU joined a new conference made up of the it's the Big Twelve Big without twelve yeah, leftovers, yeah, exactly. meaning Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State. Let's say they're gone. So the seven teams remaining throw in BYU, Houston, Cincy. Like that could be fun. That could be Colorado fun, right? State, Boise State. They'd yeah. be in the mix too. That that could be a fun conference. That would be ideal too because if they left, they're still going to be. Uh, that would still be a Power Five conference. That would still be a Power Five. So that would be awesome. Now, that's less likely than entertaining the AAC. But that would be the best option for BYU. I would, I would rather BYU be in the Pac-12 than any other conference. I just, I just think it'd be amazing. But that conference will not have the Cougars. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? Jeremy and I both agree it's independence until something better comes along. Now, what that... Better is to be determined, right? Independence is fine. Is it I, the best? Is it ideal? Is it, no, BYU is doing its best with what, with what it has right now. And it's better than being in the Mountain West, I'll tell you that. At Clark underscore BJ says, several Mountain West Conference championships. Hey! Never! What did, I, what did I just say about the Mountain West and Craig Thompson? Come on! He said, hashtag New Year's Six Access. Just remember no, the mountain, no. okay? More BYU Sports Station on the way. <laughs> ESPN Big 12 insider Jake Trotter on what Big 12 fans think about non-expansion fun. And David Nixon. How does BYU get a road when he gets a top 20 team? He would know. Tell us, David. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer what's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years. It's not the Big 12 right now. Yeah, it's going to be something else, right? Uh, Independence or something else. We'll see. Uh, Also tonight, check out After Further Review. Dave McCann, David Nixon, Brian Logan, and Gary Scheide filling in for uh, Blaine Fowler. Uh, tonight at 7 Eastern time, they'll break down the Mississippi State game, the excitement of that double overtime victory, and quite possibly the biggest game of the season at Boise State, rank number 14. It's tonight at 7 Eastern time. At 
Toby Mack answers today's Twitter question. Between conference champs, national champs, and award-winning athletes, an easier question may be what's not in store for BYU athletics. I've got a pair of glasses for this man. <laughs> Here you go. Put Don't those on. Oh, I see it. Give him seven or eight. I see it. Yeah, give him seven or eight. Yeah, we need to give him a Holy cow. Hey, that's Optimus. Joining us now in Studio B, our good friend David Nixon. NFL linebacker and former BYU and Mountain West Conference great. David, welcome back to Studio B, man. Hey, always feels great to be back here with you guys. I know you're disappointed, just like the rest of us, about the Big 12, but what was your reaction immediately and then throughout the night to the non-expansion news? I think disappointed is obviously the word that comes to mind, but then I, I automatically shifted my, my mindset towards Tom Homo and just the waste of time. That he put in there. In my in my industry in commercial real estate, we we get together and we we put together big pitches, right? And you put a lot of work in these pitches, and you get a lot of research and a lot of write ups and things done. And I automatically thought of Tom Holman. I thought, man, he put together this big presentation, right? And and I imagine the Big Twelve came back to him and wanted all sorts of additional information about BYU, et cetera. And the fact that he dumped all his time when he could have been spent. Uh, elsewhere and, and improving the, the actual program. And then to hear uh, Bowsby and, and uh, you know, Bourne talk about how they didn't really consider candidates at the end of the day. They were just more of a conversation. Yeah. It was just a complete waste of time, I think. And that might be a little bit of sour grapes on my end, but that, that was kind of my initial reaction to it. Um, it's obviously unfortunate. Everyone was excited, especially when there was so much talk that would probably happen. It would sound like it was almost like a lock to happen. And then for it all of a sudden to kind of change. Um, there's a lot of cons- conspiracy theories. And, you know, do they leverage BYU? you into trying to get more money uh, from, from ESPN and from Fox. Um, you you kind of wonder what, what type of ga- games are going on in their head with BYU and playing BYU-Houston. And I've read some stuff on Twitter that there might be a fallout now with Houston and Texas and how they were trying to play buddy-buddies. But Houston's now kind of like, well, why didn't you just give us a heads up? If, if you knew this was going to happen and this was a sense that was going on, why didn't you give us a heads up? So, so really, it's kind it of embarrassing. Back, it kind of came back to backfire on Texas because at the first they were trying to be buddies to try to get some of their own uh, things passed. But anyways, it's just a big mess. And, and for me, it was just a waste of time for a lot of these schools. And really, frankly, the AAC kind of got uh, put on hold for the time being while Cincinnati and Houston, and all these other schools were pursuing. Yeah. How do you feel 12? if you're Mike Aresco, the commissioner of the yeah, AAC? Exactly. I mean, you, you, your schools were all trying to leave and now they got to come back and you got to do kumbaya with them. I mean, it's just like, yeah, awkward. We're cool. Go AAC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like when you break up with that girlfriend, but then you realize the one you wanted, she's got a boyfriend and she's like oh actually let's get back together yeah. <laughs> that's not awkward at all yeah and uh, nothing from personal experience no, it sounds like none whatsoever <laughs> it was yeah i did like that there was some finality to it yeah. because now there can be some closure like okay we're done with that because i thought at the beginning the door would be open when they were saying at this time but then they were very clear about no 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 we're they said never say never but this is not an active item which which i actually liked i said okay now BYU can break away from this focus on things that Things that matter. Yeah, and I think emotionally coming into this, to, coming into yesterday, I think we were all kind of prepared. We talked a lot about this, that there wasn't really smoke going on, right? There wasn't a lot of reports as there had been previously that, oh, these teams are get a lock or these teams are in. It had been kind of quiet for the last two to three weeks, maybe even a month. And, uh, and so I wasn't really high on it. I, I figured it probably was they weren't going to expand. And, of course, they came out with the reports that day. But I'm with you. I'm glad it's done. You can, we can put it behind us and kind of start playing for the future. And, and BYU, fortunate enough, BYU fans have this week, this Thursday's game to look forward to to hopefully put this whole Big 12 stuff behind them. What's in store for BYU athletics in the next 10 years? We discussed 
independence until something better comes along. Now, what is that something better? Is it a new conference? Is it a Power 5 invitation? Is it maybe football only in the American, as Jaron presented? I proposed in like 2020, looking just entertaining the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one thing we all know is this whole expansion thing is very fluid. I mean, I wouldn't surprise. I know a lot of these teams have their grant of rights up and in, in a few years in the future. But we've seen that, that teams are talking. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on to the fact that I wouldn't be surprised if one of these other conferences decide to try to expand earlier. Maybe a Pac-12 or a Big Ten, even though they have their grant of rights, they might look to add teams early. Or even if not that, at least they get the conversation going, right? And so next thing you know, we're, we're thrust into a whole other conference and the conversation there. But independence, no question, is the only route to go right now. Um, there's no way BYU could ever go back to the Mountain West or to any other. Uh, I, you know, maybe the AAC could be a good fit, but I think just traveling things like that would be would be tough. I still think Independence is probably better than AAC, to be honest. Um, but I, I just think that you know, trying to go back to the Mountain West, BYU would never win another rec- in-state recruit again against the Mountain West and Pac-12 with 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 Utah. I mean, you have to stay independent. And listen, the, what, what's happening with with BYU in, in the television they're getting, the exposure. Is, is unprecedented, right? I mean, I look back towards my days, we were on the mountain, and literally my family in Texas had to have a sling box here in, here in Utah to be able to watch my games This is before the, before the app came out. Now it's a popular app. This <laughs> yeah. was an actual box. This is an actual box you hooked into, like, your Comcast box. Anyways, it was just a fiasco, <laughs> and I could, family couldn't watch. But now BYU is on ESPN or, or ABC every single week. I mean, it's just awesome for these athletes. And they understand that. When you're getting recruited – you say, hey, I can, I can go to the Pac-12, but I'll be on the Pac-12 network, which nobody gets, and it's, I'm playing at 9 o'clock at night you know, or 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast, or I go to BYU and I'm playing prime time. I'm playing on Thursday night, Friday nights, and Saturdays against great teams, Michigan States, and you're playing all these P5 teams anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't see any drawback from it. But I get, I get, I get that fans want to be in a conference. I'm right there with you. I enjoyed being in the Malice Conference. I enjoyed buying for, you know, playing for a championship um, but independence right now is a much better step than going back to Mount Western other conference. And BYU is playing for a championship. They're a half game back of Army uh, in the independent <laughs> it's conference. A it's, <laughs> a yeah, yeah, it's a close race. It's a close race. It's crazy. It's a close race. Here was my thought, too, just trying to project into the future. Will BYU or BYU fans get tired of independence? Not having a conference uh, context. My idea was in 2020, maybe BYU just entertains the idea of football only in the AAC just because... What if, what if BYU doesn't have that one or two loss season to validate independence in some way? It's validated in the ESPN, in the broadcast ratings, in the fan experience, in the national exposure. But I just mean competitively. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. But at the same time, if, if Tom Homo can continue to put together schedules like he put together this year, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm fine with not being in a conference. I'm fine with playing week in, week out P5 schools and playing big time powerhouses. They're compelling every week. And then the fact that BYU's been able to hang tight and beat some of these teams, like we've seen in the last few weeks, um, I'm, I'm fine with not being in a conference, to be honest. At some point, I'm going to, I think, crave the conference context. Here's the thing. Here's That's, the thing. I missed that. I won two Mountain West Conference championships. I have two rings. I've never worn those rings. I mean, it's, it's not – who cares, right? At the end of the day, you win a conference yeah. championship. Granted, maybe if you win the Pac-12 or something, that's something to hang your hat on. But to go win the AAC, I mean, I, I don't think that's something you put on your resume. It's not a huge deal per se, right? So I, unless BYU can get in a P5, I, you, you stay out of it. Now, what do you focus on in those seasons? Was it the national ranking you finished with at the end of the season? 100%. 100%. It was, it was all about staying that top 20, top 15. And, and what if you were out? That's, that's where I'm getting at. Because as an independent, that's where BYU sits. Once you lose like twice, you're, you're, you're out of the running for 
Signif- anything significant beyond you don't know what bowl you're playing in, which is kind of exciting. Although San Diego is going to be awesome with a poinsettia bowl, but I I just got I think I'm going to miss the conference context a little bit. And what if it turns into the Mountain West in that you have two or three ranked teams in the league? Which, because when TCU and Utah were good, it was fun, man. You had some big games in conference. But right now, once BYU loses three, then what? Listen, I'm That's not. The, I, I'm just asking these questions. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, and I will agree to be in a conference is ideal. But not in the Mountain West or, or in my opinion, AAC. That's yeah, not Mountain ideal. West is totally out. Yeah. Like, no, and, and even no AAC, I, I just, uh, until maybe Cincinnati and those teams start getting the top 25 more and become more relevant, I would, I'd say BYU stays Indy. That's my personal opinion. David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker with us on BYU Sports Nation. Fascinating conversation we're having right now. Let's push it forward to what BYU has on Thursday night. Mm. The Cougars, 2-11 against ranked opponents on the road in the last 10 years. But David, you played and excelled in one of those two road games. You caused a big fumble early on in that 2006 TCU game. What kind of opportunity does Boise State present to BYU on Thursday? I, I think it's their last signature win. I think the players look at it saying, this is our, kind of our last opportunity to make a huge statement. Obviously, by winning out, that's a statement in and of itself. But to go on the road at Boise State, who's now ranked 14th in the country, it's, it's a huge opportunity. And, and BYU, I think the players have looked at the season and said, man, we, we started off a little slow, right? We struggled out of the gates. But we've really found ourselves. We've found our identity. We've shown that we can put complete games together like we saw against Michigan State. Um, and, and this is one of those opportunities for them to go out there and showcase and once again prove to the nation that they're, they're worthy of maybe a P5 conference. But more than that, they're, that they're a relevant program, right? Um, and, and I remember, like you said, in 2006, we started off 1-2 and two and rattled off 10 straight wins. Did the exact same thing in 2007. So there's no reason why this team – in fact, I talked to Taysom when, when they lost their first few games. I said, listen, there's still something out there. Yeah, yeah, because you're independent. You don't have that you know, New Year's Eve-type uh, uh, bowl. But you're now in the situation you can go out there and make a statement. And, and that's exactly where they're at. And, and Boise State's in their way, right? If they can get through Boise State, I think it's a pretty good likelihood oh. they'll, they'll finish out undefeated, obviously. Oh, but yeah. I, it's just a, it's it's a great opportunity. And I remember in 2006 that was our that was our motto. Hey, we struggled against Arizona. We we slipped there against Boston College. Had a game we should have won. Same thing with BYU. They look back and they're like, we should have won those games. We should be undefeated, right? So we were a very confident group in 06, similar to what this year's team is. And and I think that they go out there and, and like we went on the road to TCU, we knew it was about us. We said we we can hang with anybody. We've shown we can we can hang with Matt Ryan, you know, at Boston College. Um, and, and we went out there against TCU and put a complete game together. So it's not going to be easy up at Boise State, obviously. They're going to have to play like they did against Michigan State, um, but they obviously have it in them. And I think each week they're growing. And we heard from Taysom yesterday in his press conference that Ty Demmer is kind of becoming more and more comfortable with the personnel. He's becoming more comfortable with play calling. Mm-hmm. The first couple games, he kind of was trying to fill things out. But now they've kind of got the whole playbook in, installed, and now he's able to kind of take, take bits and pieces of it, install it against Boise State, and pick apart the defenses. David Nixon is really good at what he does. And if you'd like some more of what David Nixon does, watch after further review tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, brand new episode, breaking down Mississippi State and BYU, and looking ahead to that Thursday night matchup against 14th ring Boise State. Dave, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, always. Thanks, guys. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? That is our Twitter question today. At R. Greenhaw says... I'm going to get super rich and personally by myself give BYU SEC money. <laughs> That's very generous of you. Okay. Very thank kind you. of you. Yeah, you could uh, donate to BYU Broadcasting as well. Still to come on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, trying to understand the Big 12's logic in not expanding. After everything they expended time, resources, money ESPN Big 12 reporter Jake Trotter is going to do his best to explain that. 
He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, Jake's got to explain it because we don't know what. (laughs) Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Radio Vision broadcasting live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Countdown to kickoff is our live one-hour pregame show. It's live Thursday night, 9 Eastern time, as we get you ready for BYU and Boise State. Spencer Linton will be at Albertson Stadium uh, in Boise, Back here in Provo, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. 14th-ranked Boise State, BYU, a big game. BYU's never won on the blue turf. They're 0-3. Two of those games down to the wire. Is this the time and game where BYU wins? This is a, this is a huge game. The context of the Big 12 has changed the lead-up to this game for me. I think that BYU has something to prove in this game. They, they've done it um, to a degree, but... This would send a nice message to not only the nation, but BYU fans about this season, about independence, against its former conference, on national TV, against a ranked team, who they've never beaten on the road. Think of this context. I love it. I cannot wait for this game. So, 9 Eastern time, Thursday night. Yes. Taysom Hill has never lost to a group of five team when he started and finished the game. Isn't that wild? That's on the line. Throw that one in. Man. I love it so much. The kid from Idaho. Colby Pearson, a dude from Idaho. Shout out to Blackfoot. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yesterday, the Big 12 announcing it will not expand. It will stay at 10 teams. Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and committee chairman David Bourne, the president of the University of Oklahoma, met with the media and it aired live on BYU TV yesterday. Bob Bowlesby said the following. This was, uh, was really not a decision not to expand. Um, this was uh, an endorsement and a reinvestment in, uh, in the strength of the 10 that we have. BYU released the following statement in response to that. Jerem? Over the last few months, BYU has learned a lot about its strengths as an institution, as an athletic department. Through our in-depth review, we have reinforced valuable relationships and have been reminded how strong we are as a university. BYU strives to run its athletic program like a P5 institution. Our national fan base and broadcast ratings, along with many historical and recent successes of our teams, attest we certainly belong. We believe BYU can significantly contribute to the athletic and academic excellence of a P5 conference. As Jared mentioned, BYU, two days away from 14th-ranked Boise State. The undefeated Broncos will host the Cougars on the blue. Because of the short week, there will be no media availability for BYU football today. And women's soccer, this just came out from the NSCA poll. BYU up to number six from number eight. So Hannah Clark uh, is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week as well, following her shutout of Portland on Saturday, which included a penalty kick save. Sports Illustrated's Luke Wynn projecting BYU basketball's Nick Emery will be one of the nation's top scorers in the approaching season. According to Wynn, Emery will average 17.9 points per game, which would rank him 12th in the country. That's pretty specific. I don't know how they come over those numbers, but that sure is fun. I think that Nick Emery could become the all-time leading scorer at BYU, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Because of his freshman season. Yes, he averaged 16 a game, so he has a head start of like anybody else. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Big 12 insider for ESPN, Jake Trotter, friend of the program. Jake, nice to have you on. That's, a, that's quite a prediction right I there. know, right? Nick Emery over Jim Fredette and Tyler Hawes. Yeah, Jake, we're, we're, not, we're not soft here. We bring it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake, uh, while we have you on the line, we obviously want to talk about Big 12 expansion or the lack thereof. What is the feeling of the average Big 12 fan right now, given what happened yesterday? 
Oh, I would say mass confusion. What was the point of the last three months? You know, it was pretty evident, I think, about a month ago that the Big 12 was not going to expand or likely was not going to expand. David Warren was the champion of this whole process. Initially, when he called on it, there was nobody that was going to step up and fill that void. So uh, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of acrimony toward the Big 12 as an institution right now, even among Big 12 fans. And I think there is some wonder about whether the Big 12 is going to survive. And I think, at least for you know, fans in Oklahoma and Texas, I think a lot of them would like to see uh, their schools maybe look around as we get closer to the grant of rights in 2024-2025. Uh, unity uh, and cohesion were some of the buzzwords used by David Bourne yesterday. If that's the case, why didn't they <laughs> sign an extended grant of rights? Well, I think that the simple reason is that Oklahoma and Texas would like to keep their options open, and you really can't blame them. Uh, I think when we get closer to the grant of rights expiration, you know, Oklahoma and Texas are going to have a lot of opportunities. Uh, they want to see if the Big 12 can work long term, if it can be viable, and if they can be uh, uh, strong within the conference, Oklahoma and Texas. So. I don't blame them for not signing an extension, but they cannot say that the Big 12 is strong without one. That's really the only thing that is going to, I think, glue the Big 12 together uh, in the long term is whether Oklahoma and Texas sign a grant of I've given no indication so far that they are willing to do that. ESPN Big 12 insider Jake Trotter with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing the non-expansion news that happened yesterday. Let's push ahead 10 years and uh, throw on the hypothetical hat, if you will, Jake. What will the Big 12 look like in 2026? (laughs) If I had to guess today, I would say that the odds are probably somewhat against the Big 12 surviving past the the current grant of rights. I, I, now, it's not impossible that the Big 12 uh, you know, makes it past them. It kind of depends on, like I said before, whether Oklahoma and Texas give the commitment. You know, at the same time, they're going to have some opportunities, I think, that will at least cause one of those two, maybe both, uh, to look elsewhere. So, I mean, I, I, it's not impossible that the Big 12 is around in 2026, but I think there's a very good chance, that at least the conference as we know it, the current composition uh, could look very different uh, 10 years from now. It's an interesting topic because Oklahoma and Texas seem to have a little bit of a riff right now. Oklahoma wants the validation of, hey, we're in the same league as you, Texas. Um, and, and, then I, and then I look at, if Oklahoma, say, went to the SEC, now they're, now they're like Ole Miss and uh, Tennessee as opposed to being this kind of number one and a half or number two or number one in the Big 12. And then Texas with the Longhorn Network and kind of uh, has had the, been the power broker in the Big 12. Why would they leave all those teams that kind of uh, seem to do their uh, will and bidding? So th- this is an interesting thing because BYU fans are sitting here thinking, well, what if some teams did leave and then there was this new conference formed and maybe BYU joins at that point? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, and, and that's why I think Oklahoma and, and Texas have a lot of incentives to make the Big 12 work. They're the top dogs in the league. They make all the decisions. Uh, they're actually distributing uh, quite a bit of revenue when you factor in uh, the Tier 3 uh, streams they have coming in, particularly the, the Longhorn Network in Texas where they get an average of $15 million a year. Uh, you know, they still have some, you know, some of their rivalries intact, including the, the Red River game uh, in Dallas. So there is, you know, 
there, there is a lot of incentive for Oklahoma and Texas to, to make the Big 12 work. I think the question that they have is, can we make the Big 12 work in a way in which we're competitive with the other Power 5 conferences? And I think there's some good, big question as to whether that uh, will happen or not because you see the Big 10 network, you see the SEC network, uh, and the revenue that they're about to generate from the, from, from uh, those tier three revenue streams. You look at the TV deals that the SEC and the Big Ten have signed or will sign down the road. And even Bob Bolsby has acknowledged that the Big 12, uh, the trend lines between the Big 12 and the other conferences are, are not looking so great for the league. So I think the question that, that Texas and Oklahoma are going to have to ask is, you know, we I think they really would like to make the Big 12 work, but only – if the Big 12 is strong. And I don't know if they know, uh, and for good reason, whether uh, the Big 12 can be strong uh, long-term, given the members that they have lost. You know, you have Nebraska, Texas A&M, Missouri, Colorado. You know, that's, that's a strong conference. You know, you take the, you know, you take four of the top seven members out of any league, and it's going to suffer significantly. So uh, I, I think that when you look at the two rounds of realignment and what they've done to the Big 12, uh, there's good reason to question the viability of the league long term. Jake Trotter of ESPN with us. Follow him at Jake underscore Trotter uh, on the Twitter machine. When Oklahoma President David Boren says, we didn't discuss any schools individually, does he mean just on Sunday and Monday? Because that seems like an absolutely ridiculous statement. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't buy that at all. They... they and, and here's the other thing, too. If they didn't discuss individual schools, as they suggested, how unfair is that to the schools that really put a lot of time and resources and really put themselves out there uh, to get into the Big 12? So, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that they discussed, uh, you know, they, that they discussed putting, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I think they discussed individual members, maybe not as a group, but, uh, I, you know, I, I know Bolsey reached out to the president to take their temperature uh, as he said yesterday, on different schools, and I think they talked amongst themselves to see uh, if there was any school that had any possibility of, of generating a supermajority. I, I, I know they wanted to be careful about not outright uh, rejecting schools during the meeting where it was on the record, and you could say, well, you know, Oklahoma opposed BYU or Texas opposed. Now they wanted to be very careful about avoiding that, and and I think that's the primary reason why you didn't see. Individual uh, schools discussed in that format, and also why you didn't see any votes taken. Jake, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and we wish you the best of luck sorting through all of this non-expansion news in the coming days. Hey, feel free to have me back on. We can talk BYU football anytime you guys want. You got it. Thanks, Jake. All right, guys. Jake Trotter of ESPN, Big 12 Insider, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Interesting ideas that we've been entertaining, which is what happens after 2025? And where would Oklahoma and Texas go? I don't think Texas would leave. Why would they leave? They've got it good. They're They're the big dog there. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? Send in your responses. Coming up, Olympian Kate Hansen takes us between the lines with a dance tribute from the Roar of Cougars student section, you just mm. gotta see. Plus, we want to hear your opinions. What do you think is going to happen to BYU over the next 10 years? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting 
promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Last night it was live. That was kind of fun. Mm. We only do that when it's extra special. Until the Big 12 officially announced the BYU was not in. Then it it was not Then we were like, yeah! (laughs) Hey, speaking of fun, after further review tonight, 7 Eastern time, uh, Dave, uh, Brian, David, and Gary Scheide tonight, subbing in for Blaine Fowler, they will uh, review the Mississippi State game. A lot to discuss on that game. And, of course, Boise State coming up Thursday night. By the way, I, I, I just have been thinking about a play that Uh-oh. happened. We were talking about a play in the Mississippi State game before we came on air today that I, I was like, I looked at David Nixon when it happened and Brian Logan, and I was like, please find a way at some point in AFR this season to document this play. When Taysom Hill fumbled the ball in overtime yes, and Tanner Baldery picked it up and ran it, Jamal Williams laid a block on the right side of the line. And then when he the cut, ball was he fumbled, cut, uh, two guys, meaning dove at their legs. He came across and blocked for Tanner running the ball too. I was like, that's the most amazing block play I've seen since Matt Reynolds lost his helmet in the and Armed Forces Bowl. And that's now illegal. Um, maybe because <laughs> of Matt. I also want them to break down. Who knows if they are? This is unfair to them if they're not. The <laughs> the re- punt return that was fi- the fake punt return. Utah oh. did it last year. It was not fielded cleanly by Mitchell Jurgens. It was faked well by Garrett, but it was not fielded cleanly, unfortunately. I think because the punt stunk. Yeah, it was a bad punt. It, it was, was a bad punt. It was shallow and high. Yeah. It was going to work. Yeah. And, and maybe go for a touchdown at least deep into Mississippi State territory. Yeah. So you can look forward to those plays or not tonight on After Further Review. <laughs> Whatever they have. They're it, like, oh, it'll man. be fantastic. Right now they're like, oh, we got to run them. Forget BYU Sports Day. Shoot, like, Throwing man. us under the bus. Setting us up for failure. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? That Justin D. Sweeney says, we have to hunker down and make Indy keep working for us and pray a Power 5 picks us up in 2024 when the grant of rights, TV rights, are up. Yeah, we just have to uh, do a 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think. If you haven't seen that movie, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, you just I, have to look it up. Yeah. Have yep. you seen it? I have seen it. No, yeah, it's a good movie. I watched it on an airplane. Nice. Weird ending. <laughs> Why did you say that to everybody? <laughs> that's my opinion. I loved it. You loved it. See, that's your opinion. So people can decide, right? People can decide. This is a spoiler-free environment. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a spoiler, but kind of. Jamal Williams... We mentioned he made the block, okay? The block of all blocks on that overtime play. The block of all blocks? One of them, okay? (laughs) I was so impressed. I was just so thoroughly impressed. He's got some dance swagger as well, but he might not be the only one, Jerem. This week on Between the Lines, the Roar of Cougar student section gave a tribute to Jamal, and dancing was involved. Let's go Between the Lines with Olympian Kate Hansen. What's up, guys? My name's Kate Hansen, and I'm here with your BYU Inside Scoop. Let's go between the lines. So this weekend was a big game. It was our homecoming game. It was the second time an SEC team has ever come to Provo, and this game was intense. I mean, so intense that we kind of got a little excited, and we rushed the field. Now, I wasn't going to be that girl to point out that Mississippi State was 2-4, and four, but when College Game Day talks about it, I think it's okay to make fun of ourselves. So I decided to go to Google to figure out when it's kosher to rush the field. So, for future reference, it's appropriate when a team pulls off a major upset, defeats a major rival, and the long-losing streak or notches a history-making win. So, apparently, that makes Mississippi State a history-making win. So, yes, we won the game, but the actual big winner 
Jamal, he set the all-time rushing record for BYU. So for anyone that was at the game, it was actually really cool. Our student section printed out 9,000 signs with the number 21 on it. And then this huge mural just erupted from the stands. It was awesome. And thank goodness we went into overtime because that mural did not look casual to make by any means. So Jamal, since this segment is a little bit about you, we decided to do some snooping and we found some of the cutest pictures I've probably personally ever seen. So yes, you've come a long way from Big Brother to Pee Wee football to graduation. I mean, to even a bowl game. I mean, number 21, we are so proud of you and we're so happy to have you on our team. So everyone knows that Jamal loves to dance. So our student section decided to pay a tribute and send it his way. Here are their best Jamal dance moves. I love him. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Make sure you check us out at BYU underscore BTL. We're going to be sending out Twitter questions. Make sure you jump online and send us back your tweets. But stay tuned for next week on Tuesday. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Kate Hansen. Some of those people Thank can you, dance. Olympian. Many of those people cannot dance yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> there were some good moves there, but most were not. <laughs> I probably fit in with those people. Let's be I honest. I, I was yeah. honestly thinking, I'm like, what would Jerem look like trying to do a Jamal Williams I would do dance? a Carlton <laughs> sometime. That's, that would be my go-to, of course. It's not unusual <laughs> yeah. to be loved but, by yeah. anyone. There's not enough room right here to do that for me. <laughs> I, can't whip, I can't whip the head like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just do the lightning dab, okay? You can't go wrong with the lightning the dab. The lightning dab. Lightning dab. Yes. Jack, Jack DeMooney brought yeah. us. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? That is our Twitter question lightning today. Lightning dabs for Use days. Hashtag BYUSN. Independent lightning dabs, Spencer. At 86WICoog says women's softball, volleyball, and soccer dominates. Women's basketball annually challenges. Men's basketball wins some conference titles and NCAA games. And football continues improvement. That's a very well thought out response. That was reverse pyramid stated, though. It should have started with football, football, men's men's basketball, and then, yeah, the other. (laughs) Why? Because football is king? Football is king. So is men's basketball. And all the sports matter. (laughs) That's why we... You're talking to the guys that call all the other sports. Absolutely. We love them. After the break, props to the WCC Player of the Week, the Grim Keeper doing work, plus (laughs) women's volleyball in the top 20, but they fall how far... The Cougar Whip Round up next. It's not unusual to be. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Hit it, Fresh Prince. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics. Yesterday, the Big 12 announced it will not expand and will stay at 10 teams. Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and Chairman David Bourne met with the media as it aired on BYU TV Live yesterday. BYU released the following statement. Over the last few months, BYU has learned a lot about its strengths as an institution and as an athletic department. Through our in-depth review, we have reinforced valuable relationships and have been reminded 
how strong we are as a university. BYU strives to run its athletic program like a P5 institution. Our national fan base and broadcast ratings, along with the many historical and recent successes of our teams, attest we certainly belong. We believe BYU can significantly contribute to the athletic and academic excellence of a P5 conference. Football! We're two days away from BYU at Boise State because of the short week. There will be no media availability today. Men's basketball! Beat the Broncos! Sports Illustrated has crunched the numbers and predicts Nick Emery will be a top 15 scorer in all of college basketball at specifically 17.9 points a game. Okay. That would rank 12th according to their projections. Elijah Bryant is projected to be the 16th leading scorer among transfers at 11.8 points per game. How? We've got a lot of time. Soccer. I agree with all those numbers, by the way. Women's soccer is ranked 6th in the latest NSCAA poll that came out about 10 minutes ago. Hannah Clark is West Coast Conference Player of the Week following her shutout of Portland on Saturday, which included a penalty kick save. Women's soccer is also 5th in the RPI. Michelle Vasconcelos ranked number 19 for the NCAA soccer polls in points with 26. Nadia Gomes ranked 4th in total assists with 9. Volleyball. Cougars dropped to 16 in the latest ABCA poll. Just keep winning, ladies. You'll jump back up. Tomorrow we are joined by the BYU swim coach, John Brooks. It's been a while since we had John in studio. And oh, talk Johnny about Brooks. A, talk about a team that is underappreciated for all of the work and hours and crazy scheduling. We appreciate them. Hold. That's why he's coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm particularly excited about this one because it's not a certain individual. It's somebody else now. Um, It's Hannah Clark. Yes. WCC Player of the Week for women's soccer. Well done. Twitter question today. What's in store for BYU Athletics in the next 10 years? At A. Butch Parker says one word, greatness. BYU will need to forge its own path as an independent peculiar team. Donors will need to step up to keep up with the Power Five. And they have. Our elite tweet of the day from at Zach underscore Vandy. If we have just one more season like this, then I won't be around in 10 years to find out. Hashtag (laughs) cardiac kooks. It's been a fun season, right? Thanks to David Nixon, Jake Trotter, and everyone on the crew. Conversation continues on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our show on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast available on iTunes and the TuneIn app and Stitcher. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Grover Garvin. What a great name. Almost as good as Spuddy Buddy. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Yeah, I hit him off soon.